Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action 4 News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Commodore 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and always remember, as the great cold eyes warrior Rose Kennedy always said, I know not age, nor weariness, nor defeat, unless I'm playing Oob's brother Garrett, and you can suck it. <laughs> He's still hot on it. I'm not. She has. She can see in the future. Squee McGee getting caught up on meta traffic with the weatherlight report. No, I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of CMD Tower himself. Well, clearly he has incapacitated himself, so we did get Commander Smith Lowry instead. Uh, here to give a little bit of medical advice. Don't get gout. <laughs> Noted. This is very strange. I, this has all been very strange. Oh, it's like the Got Milk slogan. Got gout? Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to your number six source of Magic the Gathering news. Woo. Well, in theory, we're here with the Commander Smiths. You combine our powers. Are we number two now? Well, number three? Yes, two. easy. Clearly oh, yeah, no questions asked. I was thinking you'd go back to about eight. Sorry. <laughs> oh, plowed, please. We, we're, it's a signal boost, as Sheldon likes to call it. Yes, signal boost. We're going to start off the top of the cast with the latest in Carnage that ensued with 45. So the game I want to talk about, I finally got to play with Nick the Hotness. Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been an active member of our community uh, since the beginning. And, uh, you know, he find, you know he was available on a Sunday, so I hit him up. Um, it, it was it was dicey there at first because we didn't think we were going to be able to find enough people. But then uh, I uh, have seven or eight other discords that I'm a part of, uh, whether it be Spell Table, Tapped Out. So I started putting feelers, got someone to hop in with us. Um, I did my Yarok deck, haven't played it in a hot yeah. minute. Um, I can't, I didn't make a note of exactly what Nick was playing, but it didn't matter because he didn't even get to play the deck. <laughs> Opening hand. I have a Temple Scry land. That's always the turn one play. Right. I mean, it yep. enters tap. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? But I also had an Altar of the Brood. Oh, no. And I just <laughs> thought it was too good not to play. So I forego the Scry land, played an Altar of the Brood. Nick busted out laughing, and I was like, ah, I had to do it. Yeah. Turns out that's the best move I could have done. Uh, let's just say I mana screwed him because he he was playing, I believe, a Golgari deck and he needed green so bad and uh, made a mill, made a mill, and he was hitting black land drops. And then I made a mill two forests oh, and then I made, made a mill oh, no. some more lands. <laughs> <Just> brutal. Um, <laughs> And I, I want to say that game, all through the route, stuck around the entire time. Uh, one of, between just two opponents, I milled a collective 40 cards, give or take, sure. maybe 50. Not bad. Not um, bad. And the thing, yeah. the reason I wanted to bring up this game and kind of point it out is... It wasn't even just Alter the Brood made him mill. It got to the point where he couldn't play anything from his hand. So then he started to have to discard cards at the end of his turn. So I made him mill and then I made him lose more cards and more value. <laughs> so what I'm doing is you made him suffer. Yes. Yeah, right. uh, and then, but I ended it quick with a, you know, double ETB Crater Hoof Behemoth and uh, swing out for the oh, win. So oh, easy enough, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Squee McGee, any games you want to talk about? Unfortunately not, no. Um, I actually wanted to use my time on the floor, so I've spent uh, the last, I don't know, two hours loading up Twitch and getting all that going. Uh, I'm throwing it out to the collective. What do y'all want to see on Twitch? Going to do some pack openings. Might read some live Deer Squeeze. 
might do some gameplay i don't know but shoot me some ideas you know where to get me at it's a deer squee at cmdtower.com <laughs> no one uses email damn it <laughs> uh, i've gotten plenty of emails every deer squee article has come from an email so you can suck it Listen, lowry what games would you want to talk about um so the newest deck that i've built is omnath locus of recreation Ooh, now oh no i've I four, wanted to build that i have one Oh, it's a it's a pretty good card if you haven't heard. <laughs> and uh, so I tried. I've built plenty of landfall decks throughout the years because it's my favorite mechanic. And so I went a little bit different, and I made sure that I was emphasizing that uh, that gain for life. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to play two games with it, and I won both of them with over a hundred life. Wow! Wow! And okay. And that was my bad version of the deck. Like, <laughs> I ran out of basic lands to go and get because I only was running eight in there. And the card is crazy. It yeah. is. You know? Um, Don't tell so, wizards because so, they'll ban it in Commander 2. What's your... Wait. <laughs> not. I was going to ask you... We were ta- uh, Squee and I were talking about this at our favorite uh, spot, Rock Creek Brewing, yesterday. Yeah, boy. We how, go to hell. How many decks do you have now in total? Me? Um, you know, I am always cycling through mm-hmm. decks and I, I i think i'm probably 16 17 mm. and i won't go over 20 um i just start i start running out of proxies and stuff like that so it's a smart man um sure. <laughs> the uh and so i just uh but omnath is a fantastic card and there's a lot of stuff that you can be doing with it so I, so I'm curious, yeah. not to give too much away in case you guys talk about it um, more in depth later on. How do you actually win with it? Because it doesn't really have, unless you're doing the three lands a turn, every turn to deal the damage. I, it's hard for me to see a win con other than just everything but black good stuff. With the life game thing, you're able to go, If it, I, I aim to have two lands hit. Three is possible pretty regularly but not every mm-hmm. turn sure. um but that four mana ramps you into a drogue skull reaver which Ooh, okay uh, oh right, right you know draws you those cards when you uh put down the the four life uh it ramps you into gisela blade of gold knight which would turn your four damage into eight damage sure oh, okay um i have added in uh, or there's the new Ajani from last core set where mm-hmm. it comes down and you just ultimate it and everybody's non-land permanents are just gone pretty much. Um, right, and you right, just right. kind of went out that way and then you kind of create like a meat force with some of those landfall token creators. Um, but really it's you, you get to skip all of the setup for life gain <laughs> in a deck and just go with the beaters of life gain. And it's mm. very efficient that way and along with i've really been digging spark double and sask or sakashima oh so sure. you're doubling Ooh, them up okay. and you're just having those triggers oh god over so you're giving, me, you're giving me all sorts of ideas i have this card sitting in my binder and it's just prime and ready to go it's so fun it's definitely fun so and you know there's like i'm trying to get fiendish duo which would do the same thing as gisela and doubling the damage um and so there's a lot of fun stuff to do with it. Um, there's the new Heliod from last year's Theros that will put mm-hmm. tokens on things. Um, I mean, there's just a ton that goes on, and it always feels like it's been a different game, the two games. 
So. Well, all I can say is I can't wait till they add black to Omnath, and then he'll just get banned in every format. Probably. Well, Big Tuck, any games or experiences or ideas or thoughts you want to give? Well, it's, uh, you know, I had this... <laughs> wait, can you guys hear Jesus. that? Can you hear it? You kind of hear something. I think I went window. It's another suck Sounds like a rhubarb barber. It's another suck at sign. Like uh, I have literally nothing magic related from this week. I did not play a single wow. game. Not a thing. I did not oh, organize this. I did not organize this. Oh, wait. Oh, I guess I do have something. Uh, I bought three decks as opposed to getting to one of the new Zendikar Commander precons. Best card out of the packs? Or I'm sorry, I got three uh, packs. Best card I got of them was a foil metamorphose. So Ooh, that felt pretty good, pretty good there. So well, yeah, you know, uh, as the Discord said, you should probably let me open all the packs that you sure. buy. So, or I should have uh, gotten the thought. lands mattered uh, Zendikar commander deck, like a uh, not idiot. But here we are. Well. <laughs> or big tuck, you could be like me. Whoa. Oh God! Showing off. They you finally show us. You have a problem. I, know, I, I, I have these three untouched, and I also have two standard booster boxes downstairs untouched. Now, man, now just, on just for those playing the home game, how many of those do you remember ordering? Uh, the collector boosters. I do remember buying okay. those. I bought those on purpose. Is the the day that they said that the fetches were going to be expeditions in this cool. set? I bought three boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I well, mean, you know what? I, if if you want to open a couple of those, I would love to stream open one of those. That would be ooh. a decent Twitch stream. Well, ideally, this will be a commander draft ooh, that cool. we host right. uh, sometime soon. But most likely, it'll be me half a handle in Sailor Jerry's <laughs> at 2 a.m. and be like, screw it, I'm going to open. And here we are. Well, that's going to wrap up 40 Life at a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? So we thought it would be fun um, since we're apparently everyone gets shunned for talking about leaks that happen in the magic community. Whatever. Y'all can suck it as a content creator. I don't really care. We also only talk um, about sets after they've been completely spoiled. I'll have you know. Uh, that's also true. Um, but I thought this would be fun with our buddy Lowry. Uh, we've done the series. We've done part one where it was plotting the grains. Mm hmm. Part two was harvesting the hops. Now we are on to simmering the yeast. Simmering the yeast. Is that right? <laughs> kind of. It's you know, kind of like, you know, like bubbling the yeast. Or yeah. Like, have, we uh, done, have we done feeding, is there like a feeding the yeast? How about feeding the yeast? Yeah, I think that's yeah. better because like the you're yeast. not really okay. heating the yeast up. They're, you're feeding them. Yeah. Feeding the yeast. There we go. But I like, I like, so, like, I like feeding is so basic and so banal. So I like, I like where your head's at. You just don't know. No, I believe, <laughs> I believe you, you would simmer here, the wort. So, yeah. If I'm correct, you would simmer the wort and then mm. you would feed the yeast. Correct. Yeah, well, as uh, everyone knows, Mr. Combo knows nothing about brewing beer, so y'all can suck it. Uh, so this will be feeding the yeast. We thought it'd be fun for Lowry to participate in this as we wanted to kind of put together this this four-part series, and we only have the spice left over on how we at CMD Tower build our decks with our terminology with that alternate universe podcast uh, called Brews and Builds. So uh, each of us are going to talk about two decks at just a very high level and just how when we decided we wanted to make that deck 
how we decided on that yeast package, or if you're not familiar, how you actually close out, win games, accomplish your strategy. So, uh, the first one that we're going to start off with is actually one of my decks that was featured on Bruise and Builds episode 31. Yarok makes a trigger, 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 trigger. Thought it would be apropos since I just talked about winning a game with it. Kind of diving into this a little bit more. It's been a hot minute since we've talked about Yarok. So if you're not familiar, Yarok is two colorless Sultai. That's a black, green, blue, legendary creature, elemental horror. Uh, it's a 3-5, death touch lifelink. But what makes Yarok very cool is whenever a permanent ETBs under, uh, actually just ETBs in Battlefield, period, causes a triggered ability of another permanent that I would control uh, to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time, uh, which is just phenomenal. It's amazing. So when I first saw this card, I was like, okay. Um, I think I saw Yaz play it on game nights and it was just, his was just really ultra expensive cards, lots of yeah, value, yeah. and I'm gonna outvalue, counterspell you till I win. Also, speaking of game I, nights, just real quick. I'm coming for it, Jimmy. Continue, please. <laughs> hey, we still need to, re we still need to record oh, our uh, game nights video. We need to get on that. Um, uh, so what I decided that I wanted to do was obviously we're going for ETB effects of things <laughs> that Yarok could then bring the additional value of. Because when you have basically Panharmonicon on a creature, you can't have, well, I'm going to win the game through Blightsteel Colossus. That's just stupid. I'm sorry. Don't be an idiot, kids. <laughs> uh, so that's where cards like Agent of Treachery comes into play. When Agent of Treachery ETBs gain control of target permanent, well, I'm going to take two of your permanents for seven mana, which is a pretty decent deal. Um, another one is an enchantment called Polluted Bonds. Whenever a land Ooh. comes into play under an opponent's control, that player loses two and I gain two, which means you lose four and I gain four. Really, really great. And then it, it kind of caps off with, I think, one of the best cards in the deck, Right of Replication. Mm -hmm. uh, it costs two colorless blue, blue, but you could pay an additional five for nine total mana. But then you'll put five tokens of a creature uh, onto the battlefield, um, which is just stupid. A, it doesn't even have to be one of your creatures. So if someone else has a better ETB thing, you could take that. Uh, or if it's, hey, I'm going to take my Agent of Treachery or Avenger of Zendikar, make five more copies, and then you just vomit out value and you just win that way. So that's the way that I approach these packages here, it wasn't so much I'm trying to aim for this mill combo or infect combo or co damage combo. It's really ETB value, but the value actually does something other than just counter spells or draw cards. You heard it here first. He's no longer Mr. Combo number five. He's Mr. Value number five. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> There'd be a lot of like usernames that, that need to be changed there. So, yeah, I think that's... I. I think that's a very, I think you did a very good job of building the deck like that, Mr. Combo. So where you're not just all mill, all one thing or the other. Yep, for sure. All right, Squee, what's the first deck you would like to talk about? Uh, so I actually wanted to, since I recently put it together, I wanted to talk about my Angry Omnom deck. Um, oh, this Angry Omnom deck we heard so much about. And then I wiped the floor with you. <laughs> you did, no, I wiped the floor with myself. <laughs> Aggressive Mulliganine is the name of the game here, boys. <laughs> oh, baby. Anyways, uh, next time we play, it's going to be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so this deck is actually one of the more yeasty decks that I have, probably outside of Reese, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. But, um, of course we are. So the, the reason that I wanted to talk about this is I, I think I have, like, if I was looking through it, probably 25-ish cards, almost 
30 that are pretty yeasty. Um, so it's a pretty heavy one in the yeast where a lot of things feed into this ability. Once you get him onto the board, almost everything I have in the deck is going to be yeast in, in some fashion or another. Um, you know, Squee, it sounds like you have a heavy yeast in this deck. I think they have an over-the-counter medicine for that. I, I do believe they do. What is it, a monostat, or what is it called? I think it's a monostat. Is that is it Heparation H or whatever? Is that what that does, too? Uh, no, that's, that's for, Is that for butt stuff? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the butt stuff. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so first I'm a, yeast no, I'm a mess. I'm smart. It's been a, long, yeah. it's been a long afternoon. It has. You know, for those playing the home game, we're recording this uh, starting at about 9 p.m. It's going to be, uh, it's going to get wild here in a little bit. Yeah, this is the uh, ratio. Thanks, yeah. Lowry. <laughs> but yeah, the, the f- you family man. <laughs> but the uh, the first yeast card I wanted to talk about from that deck is one that it's where ancients tread. So four colorless and a red. And whenever a creature with power five or greater enters the battlefield under your control, you may have where ancients tread deal five damage to target creature or player. This is an absolute banger. So you run a couple different landfall cards and then you can play three or four lands, get these tokens out. Um, then you put out, say a, um, you know, a token doubler of some sort doubling season would be nice. It's a little expensive. Um, but you know, if you put that out and you have this, you're type, like probably dealing 10 to 20 damage per, you know, land that you drop on the board, and it's very feasible in this deck to win out the game just on this alone. Um, so things like that, and then the other things in here that generally I wouldn't necessarily call like a, a yeasty card per se, but uh, cards like Splendid Reclamation, where return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped, this plays right into where Ancients tread. So the way that I approached the yeast in this was a little different than a lot of my other decks where the yeast cards are kind of, you know, one and done shots. You're going to win out with this one card and it's going to be a banger. These have yeast cards that actually play into each other quite a bit. And I'd consider both of them yeast cards because they do that interaction. Um, but yeah, in, in this deck, I, I thought it was extremely necessary to have a bunch of yeast because it's a pretty slow running deck until you actually get your commander out on the board. Um, and he costs seven, so it takes a while to do that. Um, so you ramp, 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 ramp. And then once you get things onto the board, you're at a point in the game where people are doing a lot of things. You really need to come out swinging heavy and you need to come out really hot with your yeast cards and win the game. So um, I loaded this one up a ton with yeast, more so than I usually do in my decks. But so far, uh, Mr. Combo's game aside, it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> cool uh lowry what deck would you want to talk about and how did you approach these package uh so i'm going to talk about calmax here oh god and oh god i well so i did play against you and i don't remember his name at this point and it just failed because it didn't have enough ramp or didn't draw anything in there but clearly you're going to be this so what calmax does is colorless Red, green, blue, 4-4. Four, four. If it's tapped, you get to double the first instant you cast each turn. And so you look at what the card does, and you're like, I'm going to play into the instance. Like you're like you were saying, combo is just you don't play uh, Blightsteel Colossus in this yeah. kind of deck. Um, and so you want to go for those big, splashy instants, but you also want, like, for me, I like a little bit more of a grindy game as well i normally if i win the game i'm less than 10 life oh okay um you could call that what sweaty but this deck a little, it's a little sweaty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but like some examples of how i have one with this deck is it's a lot bigger than <clears throat> i normally do so i berserked uh which doubles the power oh, okay. yeah. a trample and that 
that uh, doubled four times. So <laughs> I had I had Spark double and Sakashima in play, and so that double double double. Uh, and so I, I knocked off the counterspell player, and then right after that, I cast Chandra's outburst and dealt everybody 140. Oh, good God! <laughs> and so, um, but the other thing, like, uh, so Comet Storm is very blatantly yes. obvious there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you run that with a wilderness reclamation that will double your mana at the end of your turn. So you could comment storm and double that at least, uh, along with, um, uh, Oh, and also there's expansion explosion, right? And same idea. So you're drawing a ton of cards. Uh, and then the last really kind of like, I do look for, things that'll be different, but I don't, I still want it to work. Some people force different and you don't necessarily want to be doing that. So like a card that gets really big and almost only works in Calamax would be commence the end game, which is six mana instant draw two cards. And then you amass for how many cards you have in your hand. Oh, okay. With Calamax, you're drawing four cards and you're putting an 18, 18 <laughs> at the end, like right before your turn. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's, and you can, that's a surprise blocker. I've had a uh, Gishath attack into that and I go, well, 1660. <laughs> and everybody went, whoa. whoa. And again, then you just Chandra's outburst and you destroy the table and Calmax after, that's why I was really disappointed when I played you combo <laughs> with that deck. It just, I had to like dual caster mage, your diabolic tutor to go and get a Dockside Extortion <laughs> to to play and we still got our butts wiped so so i think the, the rule weird. of the story apparently here is nick the hotness lowry and squee all have these excuses why their decks don't go off when they play me <laughs> i see through your deceit <laughs> and then what i do is oh, i just you, stay you, you i just won. stay upside i stay upstairs the entire time so i don't have to suffer the indignity <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you also lost with me combo so that's Ooh. Ooh. we don't talk about that Ooh. we don't talk about that mr combo that. doesn't lose ever. Yeah, you make me we, we lost that i bled that, that day and i don't bleed <laughs> we're like we're like captain american iron man we both lost <laughs> no um big tuck uh what's one of the decks that you want to talk about and how did you build your yeast package um so i'm going to talk about one we've talked about before and a deck i've had for a long time and then i'm going to talk about one we haven't talked about yet um and they're both very different the way they went so the first one i want to talk about is marchesa or as some people call her down in the wilder folks marquesa the black rose to start with so um color and colorless and grixis for blue black red three three legendary creature humans wizard she's a mythic um with dethrone uh other creatures you control have dethroned. When a creature controls the 1-1 counter on it dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. So, there's a lot of different ways that you can win, and I've identified them in three succinct categories, which which to the keen-eared listener may sound <laughs> very, very easy to understand. So, uh, the first one that we have is the greasiest way to win, which is oh the old-fashioned old way of doing it, which is a card like Scourge of the Throne. So, Scourge of the Throne is a big giant dragon, um, which pretty much really leans into the combat mechanics of the deck, right? So, four colorless, red-red for a 5-5 five, five creature dragon, flying to throne. When it attacks of the first time each turn, if it's attacking the player with the most life or tied for the most life, untap all attacking creatures and get another combat phase. 
So this is kind of the meat and potatoes way of winning the deck, right? You're winning through combat, you're winning because your creatures can't die, that sort of thing. So then if we move on to the second card, which is the slightly slimier way to do things, so you kind of have to work for it a little bit more, is uh, that would be your old pal Flare of the Hatebound. So five colorless uh, in red for a 4-2 creature devil with undying, um, which means if it dies, it comes back to the field with one counter on it. If it doesn't have a 1-1 counter on it, um, or I'm sorry, when it dies, if it had no 1-1 counters, it enters the battlefield with 1-1 counters on it. Then whenever it or another creature enters a battlefield from your graveyard, that creature deals damage to its power to any target. So you can kind of get this loop going with Marquesa of attacking, the counters coming on it, and that sort of thing. So it takes a little bit more work to do, but still makes sense in the deck. But if we want to talk about the sweatiest card in the deck, and one that I probably should cut because I hate myself every time I cast it, <laughs> sometimes you can just paint yourself into a corner that no one else can walk out of, and then you cast a card like Jockle Hops, which for 90% of the game <laughs> is a dead card that you would never cast. But in the one six section where you happen to have some creatures with moment counters on it, it's phenomenal. Four colorless red red, destroy all artifacts, creatures, and lands that can't be regenerated. So you're that, a monster. That one you have to work the hardest for to even come because there's been times where I've literally had that card turn one. I'm like, you got this. You can get there. It's okay. You're gonna figure it out. <laughs> and then six turns later, when I'm at two life, I'm like, okay, there's still one. There's still one red hand short. You can get this. You can top deck it, and then you just die. Um, so that I think that kind of illustrates like the three three different ways that that deck kind of wins that are all very different than the other ones. No, that's that's cool. Um, and I will say, like, Marchesa is one of those decks that I, I've seen you play a, a decent amount. And it, it's always a little interesting to figure out, you know, is it a even though I know how you play, if someone else came into it, it's like, is it a theft deck? Right. right that's right. one way to play Marchesa. Is it I'm just going to get a lot of value with my stuff and then maybe be a, a, a jerk and play a Jockle Hops? <laughs> or one could say be a Nickel Bolas and play a Jockle Hops. Oh, I, think, I think that's very happy. <laughs> um, well, the, the last deck I want to talk about is one of my newest favorite decks. Um, and we did talk about it on Bruise and Builds episode 39. Who let all these motherfucking snakes on this mother play? <laughs> Man, I thought, I thought we were finally safe from this deck. <laughs> Never. Oh, by the way, I finally watched Snakes on a Plane. Uh, my fiance forced me to do it. What? You had never seen it? Was it as bad as wow. I thought? No, it's hysterical. Uh, you have a, you have a couple, you have a couple of adult, you have a couple of adult beverages. Get the hookah going. It's a great time. I remember going to see yeah. an opening it's, night it's in the theater. It's not about being bad. Yeah. I also midnight. Did we did the midnight <laughs> yeah. show and people were throwing like fake snakes in the theater. Oh, it was amazing. Phenomenal. <laughs> so I'm talking about Zyrus the Writhing Storm. So oh. this is a teamer deck. Two colorless teamer, green, blue, and red. Legendary creature, Snake Leviathan. It's a three-five. And it has flying, but here's the important stuff. Whenever an opponent draws a card, except for the first one they would draw during each of their draw steps, create a 1-1 one, one green snake creature token. And then whenever Zyrus deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each draw that many cards. So I, I personally believe when people first read this, if you're the novice magic player, you go, my yeast package should be around these snakes. 
you know, my opponents like to draw cards. People like to do brainstorms. I need to make snakes, and then I need to figure out ways to beat face with my snakes. Uh, plus, as my creatures get bigger, Zyrus draws me more cards, mm -hmm. my opponent more cards, which in turn makes me more snakes. So, of course, you have, like, your Beastmaster's Ascension, your Crater Hoof, your Endraze Forerunners, two Big Tuck's Demise, Coat of Arms. Uh, great card, if you're not familiar. No, each creature no. gets plus one, plus one for each other creature on the no, battlefield that shares a type with it. No, thank you. Um, so what what I did though, and this is something I've done as I become more seasoned, is whatever my commander's niche is, I don't want to just rely on the initial niche. So in this case, I don't want to just rely on making a bunch of snakes. I also need to rely on my opponent's drawing cards and trying to force them to draw as many cards as possible. So that way, Zyrus makes more snakes, but not to do combat damage. To do things like with Perforos, creatures ETB, I deal two damage to each opponent. Uh, do things where I'm drawing cards like Psychosis Crawler. Whenever you draw a card, each opponent loses a life. Mm -hmm. And of course, one of my favorites, it was in the last deck and I didn't talk about it because I talked about it during the 40 Life of the Dash, Alter of the Brood. Oh, sure. Oh, God. You draw, you can draw nine. <laughs> I'll draw nine. I'll make nine snakes. You'll mill nine. It's a great great Ugh. thing um and then something, everybody's happy oh everyone's super happy and then something <laughs> that a lot of people would think would be a hops card but in something like this it's a yeast similar to how big squee talked about Ooh, big squee splendid reclam ah damn it not so uh, easy is it <laughs> So when he talked about Splendid Reclamation in his Angry Omnom deck, that's typically a, a grain card that you would play, or maybe Fringe Spice, depending on the deck. But it's a yeast in his deck. Windfall is one that's a yeast card in this deck. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of players discarded this way. So a lot of times the way that you do that path is you want to... Some people think you want to hit, you want to wheel before you swing. With this deck, you actually want to hit them, get them to draw more cards. Hopefully, they have more than you. Maybe they're at 16 now, 15. Then you cast your windfall. You're getting 45 snakes. You're drawing 15 cards. They all get 15 cards. Uh, and maybe those 45 snakes trigger all through the brood 45 times. Uh, and they probably just melt themselves out. So it just kind of goes to sometimes you look at a card on face value and you want to just jump for oh i'm gonna go wide and make a ton of tokens right. there's a way that you can don't even I, I mean i don't think i've won off of combat damage with that deck except for maybe yeah. once wow okay. every other time has been people get milled out just because they draw too many cards or uh, i burn them out through these other yeah. means yeah that's what i, was, I think i was gonna say the times i've seen it it's been the etb more than anything is what burns us out whether it's alter of the brood or perforos or impact permits any of that stuff so yeah God, if only I could put Yarok in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> Panharmonica! Yeah, there you go. Um, cool. Well, no. Little Squee, oh, what is hurts. the last one you want to talk about? <laughs> well, it looks cold in that basement. Or, and, and, and Lowry, you're, you haven't met him in life. He is, he is the slightest of the of the CMD Tower group oh, by a country mile. Yes. Uh, it took That's... me till I turned what twenty six to break one hundred and sixty pounds. So here we are. No big deal. I was I was in third. Ah, maybe. Oh man. Well, well, you know I'm talking about Reese. I had to wanted to. Uh, I was actually going to bring up the same card Mister Combo brought up. So I'm going to go with Big Tuck's rating system here of sweaty, greasy, and. Uh, slimy? Slimy. Remember, it goes, it goes uh, greasy, slimy, sweaty. 
Sorry, greasy, slimy, sweaty. So I got to start with the best. Or first. sweaty, slimy, greasy. Yeah, Reese is also a go wide token thing. So you know, if you want to go full greasy, we're talking your crater hoofs. We're talking your Cathars Crusades. We're talking your Beastmasters. Uh, all of those, I'm sure you've heard of. Basically, they're run through cards, beef your beef your things up, have them get trample, overwhelming stampede, uh, trying for the hordes. Hell, I don't know. There's like seven of them in here. But um, so if we want to talk a little bit more sweaty though. Uh, or sorry, I guess I got to go to Greasy next, right? No, Greasy, then Slimy. <laughs> it's too confusing. No, it's, it's, not, too it's Greasy, Slimy, Sweaty. G-S-S. Greasy, Slimy, Sweaty. All right. So the uh, the Slimy card then would be, say, your Miri Weatherlight Duelist, because this one hits the board and everybody has a chance to react to it, and they can see it, and they know what's going to happen because it has summoning sickness, and for those playing the home game, whenever it attacks, each opponent can block with one creature, and that's it. So that's where you swing around and you do that. It's a little more sweaty because they have options to remove it and get that out of there. Uh, then I wanted to talk about the sweaty boy in the whole place, Alter the Brood. Still haven't won with this. It's still yeasty Jeez. in this deck. I'm going to get this ETB one day. I almost had it a couple of weeks ago, but uh, just for Mr. Combo, I had to put this in here and keep it in here. Yeah. I still have a full-on goal to mill everybody out with Reese and do no combat damage one day. Which is hilarious, considering I've seen you play that Reese deck more times than I've probably taken it in the last 10 years um and there i almost every game you make like 75 tokens in a turn mm -hmm. i don't know how in the heck you have not been able to do that with alter the brood out because when i'm making tokens and sitting tight people are like oh whatever one once but when alter the brood's on there and i'm making 75 everybody's like oh my god we're all gonna die so then they figure it out real quick and i get hated out of the game so uh you could, one day. You could say they go full kevin McAllister. uh yeah i think you could I because they don't want to be home alone. Was that the bit? Way too much enthusiasm there. <laughs> I've lost my mind, guys. I'm sorry. It's been a really weird day. Yeah. Ah. Anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's it, Andres. You, you know the rest of the rigmarole. Well, Lowry, what's the last deck you want to talk about? Um, I'm going to talk about Gadrak from Core 21 here. Hmm. Uh, he is red, two colorless for a 5-4 flyer, and then it can only attack if you have four oh, yeah. artifacts, and then if a non-token creature dies during your turn, you get to create treasure tokens. Kind of like smog. Uh, I think we get a good... <laughs> I, I, like, I like that flavor. Yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. Um, so the interesting thing that I have noticed, uh, none of us have actually really talked about combo wins. Because oh, we're not DJs. Gadrak is not that. I also, I don't like playing combo personally. And so one thing I just wanted to point out is learn what your play style mm -hmm. is. If you enjoy combo, then go for combo. Um, like I said earlier, I like playing grindy. And so Calamax is an easy combo commander like you just get any fork style card and you combo off mm -hmm. and win with calmax uh and i just don't like playing with like that form um so going with gadrak it almost goes with what you guys are talking about too here is have multiple lanes for winning mm -hmm. um and so with gadrak i wanted flyers so that i could have earthquake style mm -hmm. effects oh, okay to gain me that style, that like advantage. So finding different angles. So if you're like a small creature deck, find cards that destroy bigger creatures. And then you're, you're leaving or like token decks 
Um, and so if you're able to gain the advantage that way, um, like a Wrath of God with Teferi's Protection, right. and sure. then you just have all your creatures on board. And so having Earthquake-style cards, that leaves my flyers around. In the deck of Gadrak, I want my artifacts to actually die. And so there's artifact triggers that, that die off of it, along with just gaining that advantage from my opponent's and it also turns into a burn spell. So Earthquake is like doing four things at once. Oh, wow. And I really like that. And there's Magma Quake, there's Fault Line, there's mm -hmm. probably one Rolling, one rolling Earthquake because the they're not worried about horsemanship. <laughs> but it does get my flyers that way, so I can't oh, go sure. that, uh, that big. So I'm trying to find... So, But I know that it's also bad against like a Kalia the Vast deck. Yes. Putting out flyers as well. So... You're kind of like mono red has its weaknesses as well, right? And so it's you know, a perfect you color. Be able to what are you talking about? That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So much, um, so much so value. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and another win con in here is Mycosynth Lattice, which turns oh, okay. everything into artifacts. Um, all you know, and that's the main part. And what you have is artifact removal, so you can deal with those enchantments that you can't normally right. deal with. Mm. Uh, Vandal Blast just wins you the game with mm -hmm. Lattice in play, because it destroys all of your opponent's artifacts. Uh, it also works with uh, Treasure Nabber. Every time somebody taps an artifact land, oh God. you get to take control of it. That's so mean. Um, so there's a, a lot of synergy with Lattice in an artifact mono-red kind of deck. Uh, and then the last one of an alternate win con is just the obvious one is Hellkite Tyrant. If you have 20 yeah. or more artifacts in play, you get to win the game at your upkeep. You're making a ton of tre treasure tokens, hopefully, um, and you're you're either using them to ramp or hopefully using them to win with Hellkite Tyrant. And so those are those different angles that you can and should be looking for within a commander. Just because if somebody's pillow fording and you're only an attack deck and they have you got to pay four for a four four to attack like you're just not going to win so you need to find those alternate win versions in your deck no that makes perfect sense well tuck you look scared yeah no i am uh are you about to are you are you about to talk about the spookiest boots no not at all um i'm actually gonna uh really put my foot in my mouth here and talk about a deck where the win is so linear that i have to have multiple ways to get there uh not only is it a combo deck because i'm talking about my siona captain of the pileus deck which is a colorless green and a white two two when she enters the battlefield look at the top seven cards of your library may reveal an aura card from london put it in your hand um, but more importantly, whenever an aura you control becomes attached to a creature you control, put a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token into play. This is so greasy. Uh, yeah, it's real greasy. It's a real greasy one. Um, and I thought I built it on a budget. Well, actually, I'm not going to get into that. What I am going to get into it is that this is a surefire combo deck. And uh, I'm going to talk about another card that is part of the combo. Pretty much this plus Shield of Faith means infinite tokens. So there's some things in here which are pretty good. Like, I don't know, maybe an Altar of the Brood. But that doesn't really do anything in this deck. Yes. It doesn't do anything anywhere else. Um, but when you do and make, when you have the ability to make infinite tokens, um, that helps. But again, this deck, because it is it is built a little bit more fragile, glass cannony, you need to have multiple outlets for it. So Altar of the Brood is a great one if you can get that out and then get the thing rolling. But sometimes you need to get through on damage. 
damage. And that's where a card like Crashing Drawbridge, which lets you pretty much cast that, do Dang your thing, it. go out. Uh, yeah. CMD Tower All-Star. So if you can't win through the mill infinite combo, then you can win through the attack infinite combo, potentially. Um, and then the last one of that sort of run is Emergence Zone, which is uh, not played land where you can pay one, sack it, um, and cast uh, spells this turn as though they had flash. So that also kind of gives you like another haste enabler. So those three cards all kind of help you enable to do your combo and then also win that turn or very close to it. Um, but then also because it is fragile, those cards like um, retether, replenish, things that get stuff from the graveyard into your hand or into the battlefield. Yeah. So just in case someone stymies your combo, you can then um, find different ways to go about it. So I can't believe that this is the deck that I chose after just going through that whole rigmarole earlier. And um, it's time to take a long, hard look in the mirror, I suppose. Aren't you proud of yourself? <laughs> no, Aren't you proud? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm, I'm pretty sad. <laughs> so, like, but that's what I was saying, right? Like, do you like playing that deck? Is it enjoyable to play? So, sometimes, like, there's been times when I played it, and I'm like, I'm just not going to get the combo, and then I have fun with it. And then I also have a commander sideboard where I can swap. I have, like, three cards in there where if I'm playing people that are more casual, I just swap out two or three of the other ones and put them in, okay. and people are playing more competitive, same sort of thing. Depends on the conversation yeah. you had in the mirror that morning. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what Mr. Bubbles told you in, in your uh, your uh, war, war council. Yeah. What do you think today, Mr. Bubbs? Just as I suspected. <laughs> Nothing, because you're a cat. I'll, okay. I'll you. That's my that's my child you're talking about. <laughs> Well, well, hopefully that helps you guys from a Commander Smiths and CMD Tower perspective kind of understand how we approach the East package. As you've seen, there is literally no That's right not way. That's true, because clearly it's Ultra of the Brood. Uh, yeah, oh, he is yeah, correct. Well. <laughs> that, that, that apparently is a East card in every deck. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it makes me so where's, happy. Where's that card? Um, $3.50? But... <laughs> Um, so, and I think the, kind of the nice thing with this, and it kind of goes to the point of why we created the grain, hop, yeast, and spice package. A, it was called Bruise and Build, and we needed to be creative in some way, shape, or form, but it actually does work uh, because too many places like Goldfish or Command Zone, um, you know, it's just a very set, yeah. you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, and we just don't believe in that. I mean, you can have a deck that literally has no yeast cards except for one, because mm -hmm. maybe you only need one card to win uh and maybe your deck is just littered with yeast cards which probably means you just are playing a hodgepodge <laughs> and nothing really makes sense in this world um but hopefully you guys enjoyed that and we'll continue on to spice package in the near future well that'll wrap up what's the plane chase now that last segment squeeze dives into those creative juices with the weatherland Back to the Weatherlight Report, coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4. I'm Squee McGee, so we've been on a mono train for quite a bit, so I decided to go the completely other direction, and we're going all colors available. Uh, so we're talking... Oh, God, I thought you were about to say no colors. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking Eldrazi's. That, that is a goal of mine. I do want a no-color deck, but um, uh, we're talking Gigantha the Wellspring. So that's actually pretty new from uh, Ikoria. Uh, four colorless, a hybrid red-green, legendary creature elemental elk. It's a rare. Uh, it has companion. Not going to read it because it doesn't matter here. Uh, tap, add, Wooberg, which is all different colors. This mana can't be spent to pay generic mana cost, and it's a 5-5. Five, five. So, 
I'm going to take this in a very odd direction here, and I don't know how y'all are going to feel about it, but we're going to do it anyways. So, I've been really hot on drawing cards ever since I put together that recent Anawan deck, and I uh, just wanted to draw some cards and have all the colors available to do so. And I thought this was a very interesting commander, because it says in, I think, 190, 195 decks, which is the higher end of where I can go here on EDHRX rating system, but... Um, not a lot of people are using this, and I think it's a pretty useful five-color commander. Um, so, really what I wanted to talk about is actually the card Library of Lang. This card is awesome. Mm. Um, so, first card that I'm going to talk about. One colorless. It's an artifact. Skip your discard phase. Whenever a spell or effect forces you to discard a card, you instead discard that or you may instead discard that card to the top of your library. So... What we're going to be doing is using all sorts of different cards that allow you to draw cards. Uh, eventually, we would be drawing into your Wooberg beaters, which there's a slew of them, which you're probably already familiar with. It just cost Wooberg. You put them onto the board and they do stupid things. Um, but I wanted to draw cards to get to those beaters and get to everything else that you needed in the deck. And then uh, I actually picked a little bonus card here that may give you a little bit of yeast on how to draw cards and win. Um, but Library of Lang, I'm curious you guys' thoughts, because I've never seen anybody play this before in a commander deck, but I think it's a fantastic card, because even if you don't have a maximum, or sorry, even if you do have a maximum hand size, this is a way to keep the cards that you need, put them on the top of your deck, and then redraw them. Well, it's skipping your discard phase, so correct me if I'm wrong, rule lawyers, it basically gives you no maximum hand so, size. So, for those playing the home game, it is a ratted two, you nice. have no maximum hand size. Oh, really? There we okay, go. Cool. So, well, um, easy enough. So, this card, this card's definitely a little sweaty, but um, <laughs> in cards, in not similar to um, your... Uh, it's Xeris, the Riding Storm, right? Yeah. Right, so like similar into cards like that or Nekazar or Angie where you're discarding cards and you want to have a little bit more control over where they're going. Oh god, that'd be so good in that deck because then even if I have three or four wheels in hand, oh, I'll just put those wheels on top of the library right, and draw yeah, them and just exactly. keep wheeling. So, um, yeah, oh, it's gross. definitely a sleeper. Um, but the, the bigger issue I have with this is this is an old card that doesn't have a gold border. So, oh bummer! It's also only like a dollar eighty-five. Wait, way out of sight of the budget. <laughs> Gross. Um, okay, so first card I wanted to talk about in relation to Library of Ling, in relation to Gigantho, which is really just out there to add Wooberg and be a five-five beater. It's Song of Creation. So it's an enchantment, also oh, yeah. from Ikoria. Uh, you may play an additional land on each of your turns. Useful, uh, especially when you're drawing a lot of cards. And whenever you cast a spell, draw two cards at the beginning of your end step. Discard your hand Ugh. put out library of lang and then you don't have to deal with any of that this card's awesome so so lowry i'm kind of curious your thoughts on this because initially when i saw this previewed i was like oh my god this is phenomenal but now i, I own multiple copies and i have not put it in a deck yet because that whole discord at the end step oh i don't like that <laughs> it's a little chaotic. Well, yeah i am not a fan and there are multiple cards that do this style there's a dragon from origins that was a mythic four mana four four like i yeah. thought that was that's where i learned my lesson i was like this is sweet and i started trying to put it in decks i'm like <laughs> why do i want to discard my hand having having no cards even if you're able to like play and draw like not being able to interact on other people's turns um and and just yeah it's I, it possibly is a combo enabler like just being able to 
like cards like recycle um just being able to like mm-hmm. I just, yeah, not my thing. Also, being three colors really hurts it and its flexibility of where it can be played. So, like, you have to be red, green, blue. I don't know what deck I want to put it in. (laughs) You want to put it in this? Also, shame on you for bringing up Recycle, which has the worst art in the history of Magic. Is that Squeen (laughs) Esther art on that one? (laughs) It sure is. It's it's our very audio anyways the idea here is you get your library laying out then you get this out and then you're okay. just plowing through cards don't have to discard God, that any art is terrible. Uh, i hate it uh, and i will say squee props to you because song of creation and library lane yes. that's an extremely yes. sweaty oh, yeah, it's card tr- it's, it's, this whole thing sweaty it's, as can be. it's i'm just dripping over here uh i believe to to steal from my own article series from last week uh this deck is a slip and slide so uh (laughs) the next what she said (laughs) oh we're on one today um next card i wanted to talk about is jeskai ascendancy so uh this one is a uh blue red and white enchantment whenever you cast a non-creature spell creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn untap those creatures when you cast a non-creatures or whenever you cast a non-creature spell you may draw a card if you do discard a card again running on this library of lang rigmarole um i guess this doesn't necessarily work with library links so well because you do have to discard immediately it's not at your discard phase um but you can discard that card to the top of your library if you want to so I foresee this being very useful in this deck, and then it's also going to beef up your creatures that you do get out with your Wooburg. Um, so it's, again, very sweaty, but we're drawing cards. We're having fun. And actually, Squee, I'm glad you just said that. We're going to have to uh, take a little foot in the mouth because technically Song of Creation and Library Link do not work together. Really? Because you skip your discard. Well, so it it works it, it works to where you can just put them on the top right but the card itself forces you to, to discard so it's still like that kind of oh i guess yeah you're rigmarole. correct because it would be before your discard phase right? yeah yeah so you would just get to put like what you don't want to lose to the graveyard yeah. on top of your library but then everything else would have to go to the graveyard I will say though, this card is a combo piece. <laughs> so good. Well, I'm glad we can make the deck a little sweatier. Um, it's 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 going to be a, a really long water slide all the way down to the bottom. Oh no! I, I would say this card is probably a. Now, Tuck is the godfather of this. Is this a slimy card? We're still talking about Jeskai Ascendancy, yes. Correct. Okay, yes. Ah. Yeah. Uh- I mean, it, it takes very little. It, it takes a little bit of work, but it's not. It's just definitely not easy, sweaty. It's, it's not definitely not sweaty. I've seen this card do way too much and way too much and way too many decks. To think of it that way. <laughs> so yeah, it's a little slimy, right? Like it doesn't. It doesn't do any. It doesn't do anything unless you have something else to do with it. Sure. So like when it when you cast it, nothing happens. So in my sure. in my parlance, and because I'm also covered in beer and cold, so I'm not sweating somehow. Um, I think this would definitely be a little slimier, much like my skin under my t-shirt. I think it'll help you on the slimy scale too, because it's coming in at a really hot 87 cents. Ooh. Not gonna break your bank very much there. 
Uh, I'm actually surprised that's really that cheap. Um, okay, third card. We're getting uh, we're getting a little more into it here. This one's a little less sweaty. It's probably edging on slimy. Uh, Ormos Archive Keeper. So four colorless, two blue, legendary creature Sphinx. It's a rare. Uh, flying. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead put five plus one plus one counters on Ormos Archive the Keeper. Um, so this helps you from not milling yourself out, which is nice. Uh, and then for one colorless and two blue, discard three cards with different names. Draw five cards. I love it. I I love it with with Library Ling. This is just a, this is going to be a, a a combo piece for a lot of long turns. <laughs> so, that are be going on so, here. so what I'm hearing from this whole thing is that you built a five color companion led deck that secret deck is library lang and no other correct yeah, secret commander you have I nailed just, it on the I head just there, sure, i just want to make sure i just want to make sure i'm, I'm tracking on this uh, yeah there it, is, there it is i guess oh baby well you know they don't say bring your creative juices for nothing had to dig deep for this that's, one that's fair um and you know I couldn't talk about any of the actual Wooberg cards because why would you? there's not very many Wooberg decks that don't run all your Wooberg staples at risk of going there. Um, so last one is going to be a card that's actually pretty greasy in this deck. Uh, Psychosis Crawler. You probably oh, heard yeah. of it. It's dirt oh, cheap. Yeah. Five colorless. Artifact Creature Horror. It's a rare. Psychosis Crawler's power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand decent. Uh, whenever you draw a card each opponent loses one life. This is one of your you know, win cons for the most part in this deck where you can draw a whole bunch of cards, swing in for a little bit of damage with your Wooberg creatures and then ping them to death with the rest of this. Uh, and yes, this is your squeeze dribs and drabs card of the week. Uh, there it is. Sure. I, I guess a, a question that I would have is like, since you are relying on library of Lang so much, like, have you played into mm -hmm. maybe some of the graveyard synergies that might happen if you don't have library of Lang out? <laughs> yes uh, that's the nice part yeah. of running Wooberg is you can run all sorts of graveyard recursion you got like um, Haunted you Crossroad can run artifact could, tutors like, throw creatures yeah. back on top of your library maybe yeah. even oh uh, the dire the Victus Asmati the dire if you're playing cards yeah. off the top of your library that is definitely a card that you might want to consider it's three colors you attack mm -hmm. you're uh, destroying other people's stuff and flipping whatever the top permanent on top or on your library into play mm. and so you can be cheating like stuff that. into play that way as well so i mean I, this all sounds yeah, jank also right now so <laughs> oh it, it's, it's jank as can be i believe you hit, I I believe you hit the jank. nail on the head as they say <laughs> well i i think sweet what's going to have to happen is your secret tech library of lang deck is going to have to meet the deck that i'm building which is five color ultra the brood tribal where the only win con is ultra the brood <laughs> there you uh, go. the what the one thing you have to remember is that if your deck's centered around this one artifact, <laughs> you need all the ways to get that artifact out of the graveyard, out of the library, into your hand, oh, onto the battlefield. Absolutely. So I think a lot of what I'm doing in that deck nice. would work in this deck. And I hope this is one that we could see coming to a playgroup near us. Oh, I very much want to build this. This is hilarious. This deck is going to be so gross and bad, but uh, we're going <laughs> to do it. But there are a lot of good cards in there that I couldn't talk about, but say your Jodas of the world, like... Jota's a slam dunk in this with the commander that you have there, because you tap your commander I mean, for uh, Wooberg, and then you can play any card you got in your hand. Yeah, but if you do that, you might as well just make Jota the commander and Jagantha the uh, companion at that point. Yeah, that's an interesting play, too. Uh, obviously, I couldn't talk about Jota, because that's a very popular commander. But Ooh. 
I got, ah, dang it, it's still the Kabina. I was about to say, he could run Chromat as the commander Ooh. with Gigantha as the partner. That's some jank. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, I have been thinking about, I just got one from uh, Murph, and I can't remember the name of it. It's the 10-mana Wooberg Artifact. Yes, I do want to build a Progenitus deck. That could be fun. Oh, yeah, Artifact. Legacy weapon? Or is it an Artifact? He's a Hydra. Well, Progenitus is the only thing I know is that he's two colors of every color. He's a Hydra Dragon? I think Spirit? he's a Hydra Avatar. Yes. Uh, you are correct. Hydra there Avatar. It is also a uh, mythic. Uh, anyways, so that's all I had on this jank water slide, and I'm going to get out of here, go get my swim trunks, and head to the beach. I'll kick it back to the action for success with Mr. Combo, uh, Lowry, and Big Tuck. Thank you for staying with us, and as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower and Level 1 Game Shop. Be retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, sharing, and placing orders through level1gameshop.com. Also, another way to support your new team is over to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower with reward tiers for all the budgets. There is a way that you the collective can help also if you want to pick up some of that sweet swag you can always head over to cmdtower.com slash merch i think we're getting on to a place where we could figure out the shipping but you can still place orders and get sleeves out of my basement i'm tired of them get rid of them you can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 news team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, or our website, cmdtower.com. You can communicate directly with your team at cmdtower, at Commodore 5 all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Swee, at Big Tuck Tweeting, and at Commander Smiths from your MTG Action 4 news team. This episode is brought to you by the Altar of the Brood in the Library of Lang. Bye. <laughs>